do you agree that you know it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility even for our ancestors that did not know any better been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation <laughs> Well, it's Wake Up With KC, and today I have a most fascinating, intriguing guest that, now, I know back in the 80s, we all had a superhero, but my superhero didn't have a cape, didn't have any magical powers, but she was powerful, and please welcome Dee Wallace. <laughs> what an intro thank you i did have a cape i just hid it from everybody <laughs> i i love it but you were the most powerful woman growing oh, up from thank you et you you played the mom and what fascinated about et and then cool joe Oh my God, I couldn't like I couldn't imagine being you playing the mom in in, in Kojo. It, it was you just, you wouldn't want to have imagined it, believe me. <laughs> but that's what fascinated me watching you. Cause I was screaming in the TV trying to tell you, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, where's that dog? You know, you know, and I just was like so blown away that was an oscar that movie with you playing that role thank you stephen king stephen king says so too <laughs> but you Aww. know unfortunately in hollywood they really have never acknowledged horror films very much well even women for that part i mean there was you were one of them oh my god I was just like, why aren't they getting more recognized that you, you, especially women, I think women are more emotional and they get more into the role because they could just well, imagine. Is that and, true? Well, yeah, but also roles are written for women to get emotional. We were always the victims, right? We um, were always the damsels in distress. And, you know, politically, really, even now, even though it's opening up a lot, we've always been secondary citizens. So uh, I, I give them a little bit of a break because that's how we were defined. And some of my strongest roles that I played in my career, interestingly enough, were written as victims. I mean, you could see Donna and Cujo as a victim, but I never looked at her that way. I saw her as a powerful mother defending her child who would do whatever she had to do to save that kid. And, you know, I have a mom uh, raised me in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, my dad was an alcoholic and she was that strong, fearless 
capeware in our family. <laughs> and not only that, you know, you're a mom too as well. And I think it's innated in us once we become a mother. It's just our instinct. It's like we become the lioness when we feel our kid is threatened or in danger. There's just something that shifts in. And I can relate with that. That's what I, I wasn't yeah. even a mom, but I was a mom. I wasn't either. I wasn't either. <laughs> when I played all those roles, but I had a mom. So I knew those roles really well. By what you saw, what you heard and how you felt, you yeah. can just what was modeled to, to me. And you know, that's, that's what's so interesting is, um, the perspective that we choose to see th the world or a script through is often colored by, usually colored by our childhood and what we were taught and what was modeled in front of us. That I agree with you 100% D. And then I'm, I noticed, uh, await the dawn. Um, you have an, upcoming release i'm not too sure when it's coming out is it um critters attack and Critters then... attack is out on sci-fi right now okay it's part of the critters anthology and, and you, you've and got over 200 credits d i've got over 250 now my publicist tells me that i have more film credits between tv and film than any other living actor i haven't I haven't researched that, <laughs> but I said, wow, that either makes me feel really old or really accomplished. And I'm going to choose B. <laughs> yep. I would too. <laughs> I also, the Knicks um, has just come out. Um, no, not the Knicks. Sorry. Um, the Nest. The Nest. Sorry. Another N word. Uh, the Nest has just come out and 13 Fanboy will be out in October. Now, share with us about 13 Fanboy. Where, where, what was the inspiration of that? And give us a little, you know, scoop. Well, if, you, if you're if you a Friday the 13th fan or a horror fan, you're really going to love this movie. It's out there. But it's about all the actors in it play ourselves. And it's about... Uh, a real life stalker that's after us. Now, obviously not our real life stalkers. I've never had a stalker. I'm not inviting one in. Thank you very much. But I thought it was just a really ingenious idea that we come in and play ourselves and are being stalked in our own personal horror films. And then, of course, there's a big surprise ending at the end. Of course there is. Uh, of course there is. is. <laughs> so the, the fans are really going to love both those films. The Nest is an homage to the old, you know, all the, the horror films about insects and infestations and human yeah, infestations I and... I saw the trailer and then you go, 
don't let the big bugs bite. And I was like, oh my God. And you know, that was an improv that I threw in after that scene because every night before I went to bed, my mom and dad would come tuck me in and they go, night, night, sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. And we thought it was a cute thing, right? So I, I threw it in. And now it's become like a coined phrase from the film. I think that's so cool how that works. Well, I related it to the, there's actually bed bugs that. Yeah. And that's what I connected to. But then you can take it to a whole nother level. <laughs> oh, this film does. Believe me, this film does. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm questioning the teddy bears now. Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah I mean it's kind of like using the Saint Bernard in Cujo you know he picked the sweetest most docile most loving dog to turn into a monster well it's kind of the same thing with the teddy bear because every kid has their favorite teddy bear right and speaking of Cujo this is one of the questions that I was trying to remember when I was watching it I couldn't remember because you had that. It looked like a little Datsun or some kind of Pinto kind of car. Pinto. It was a Pinto. If I never <laughs> see another one in my life, it will be too soon. <laughs> the whole movie stemmed from that Pinto car. Majority yeah. Of the time. <laughs> yeah. But, and, you know, we did it in Northern California. So we were freezing. It was in November and December. And I looked over and Danny was going <laughs> during a scene. And I asked Lewis, our director, can you can you please get a heater in here? So, so they cut a part of the of the car out and put a heater in so we could stay warm. Pretty good acting, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> But the, the one thing I, I couldn't remember was, was that your place or was it that you were visiting? And no oh, one. No, that's the, the ranch that we went out to where the mechanic lived to okay. fix the freaking car. The car. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but nobody was found. And I was trying to remember. I'm like, wait a minute. Was that her place? And the dog just went rampant or, you know. But I was like, so, and then not to top it off with your role and that dog, the trainer to get that dog to do, I was actually thinking, a real dog or a robot. Oh, yes. No, 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 no. There were 13 real dogs that played Cujo and they were all trained to go after toys. Oh, so. It was all a big game to them. They were, you know, one dog had to bark to get his toy. One dog had to dig to get his toy. Um, you know, one dog had to jump on the car to get his toy. So they were having a wonderful time. We actually had to tie their tails down with fish wire because they were wagging them all the time because it was a game for them. <laughs> but though they were impeccably trained those dogs and uh, by Carl Miller and um, he took such good care of them even slept in the barn with him 
Aww. Yeah. You'd have never known it watching that movie. Magic of Hollywood, you know. Uh, it, it, yeah, Magic of Hollywood. Because my aunt and uncle, I they bred and raised St. Bernard. So I thought they were all fuzzy and cute. and adorable. They are. They and, are. And big. Big. They, they really are Beethoven's. You know, I love Beethoven. Not Cujo's. <laughs> and a lot of maintenance to keep up with their feeding yeah. and all that. Yeah. But um the and then you had a, a family film, Renovation of the Heart. Yes. That you've done. And you've done I don't know how many commercials, but when you what was it like? How did you know that this was what you wanted to do? And um, are you do horror? You know, I was born. <laughs> That's the easiest <laughs> answer I can can give you. I I just came in dancing and acting and creating and um. You know, I I think we come in. W- with innate knowings mm-hmm. and longings of things we want to do. I mean, I have a sonogram of my daughter. She's she's pointing her toes and dancing in, in the sonogram. And every night of her life, we watched a show, we watched a dance, we watched a play. You know, there was no way that she was not going to be a creative in some way. And, of course, now she has a best-selling book out called Eat, Pray, Hashtag FML, which is helping a lot of people that, um, well, have been used and abused in relationships. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I give her kudos and applaud her. And I have a new book coming out, uh, hopefully by the end of the year, called Born, B-O-R-N. Wow. I want yeah. that copy. It's a, it's a pretty amazing book. It, it says really simply and succinctly how powerful you are in the creation of your own life and how to do it. And when did you discover, is this from your life experiences and what you realized throughout the journey of your life? Well, sure. It it's all starts there. Everything starts there. Um, I'm a clear audience channel, so I hear messages. Sometimes I get pictures also. Um, and I was doing that when I was a little girl. I, of course, I didn't know I was doing it, but all kids do it. And I want to tell everybody out there, everybody has the ability to channel. I everybody, do. Do you? Good. Oh, yeah. I'm clairvoyant and yep. I channel highly evolved beings. And recently, it's like ancient civilization beings because I speak in a different language that is like very old. It feels huh. like ancient so i'm working with somebody to tune in and channel so we can record what messages we're getting 
and she's right. been able to start translating them now. So I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah. Because I don't know what you I'm know, <laughs> Really, anybody that channels, channels God. Because everybody, everything is God. Everything. Every, I'm glad you said so, that. So, you know, you can call it your guide's name. You can call it your, the angel's name. Whatever works for you, it's fine. But really, it's it's all God. Uh, and God is all energy. It's everything that that is. So anybody, all the energy is just hanging out right here. But like the good book says, you have to ask. And interestingly enough, in the original Hebrew, ask means claim or demand. So it's not, oh my gosh, if I'm worthy, it's no, this will be delivered to me now. That puts a whole different spin on it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah. And I've been told, you know, ask and you shall receive. And I'm like... Yep. But on the other aspect, I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be prosperous, abundant, healthy. And there is something that I heard in, I read a good book uh, from Donald Neil Walsh. Walsh, Donald Neil Walsh. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my Bibles, Conversations with God. I have four books, all four books, and I have the audio. Yeah, he's great. The audio is amazing. And for those listeners out there that um, that are into science also, because what I know is science, spirituality, and brain science and religion are all saying the same thing. They're just saying it in the words that people can understand looking through different lenses. So the good book says, think only on what is good, what is peaceful, what is loving, right? Science says whatever you focus on or think about, that is the reality that you will create in your life. So they're both saying the same thing. And we were given free will. So that means nobody's going to do it for you. You've got to choose. You have to choose your thoughts. Thoughts don't just happen without you being able to change them. You can change them. To choose your belief systems that are going to empower you to receive what you want. Now, Dee, I'm so glad you brought that up because in some aspects of religion, they teach us, but God is in control. Seek God for this. Seek but you God. are God. Uh, but people have, like, growing up from the history, from what I've studied well, about. Well, that's, 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 yeah, that's the challenge of religion. Mm-hmm. Is that oftentimes we don't teach what God really was saying and what he really meant. We teach what we have deciphered it to that give the people in power more power and take more power away from everybody that has it. Everybody has the power to create their own lives, but they have to accept that. 
They have to choose it. They have to live consciously. That's why my first book is Conscious Creation, because we're all creating, guys. Every moment of our lives, we're creating. Yes, we are. We're not creating consciously. I love what Dr. Wayne Dwyer says. It's whatever you imagine, that's the first. Well, yeah. You think, and then how you feel. Sure. You're creating the emotion, which is energy in motion. And then you do take action. And that's yep. part of the creation and manifestation process. But everyone's taught instant gratification, like, oh, like a McDonald's fast yeah. food. Fast Everybody's food. taught to let somebody else do it. And they're they're afraid of their power. And wow. so they don't claim their power. But, you know, in the good book, again, God, Christ said, these miracles and more will you do. Also, go do them. But you see, you have to step forward and go, yeah, I'm powerful enough. And I'm God because everything is God. And I was made in the image and likeness of God, which means I am God. I am the God of me. Look, nobody can think a thought for us. Nobody can feel a feeling for us. Nobody can hold a perspective of the world that we don't choose. That makes us the God of us. So how do we want to create ourselves? Wow. It's really as simple as that. Yeah. And I, I like to think of it as, yes, I am God. And I am experiencing life with this divine greater essence. We're experiencing it together. I'm a spiritual being, sexual being inside this human being. Yeah. You're everything. Yes. <laughs> Which is the definition of God. And I love it. When I connected that and grasped that from reading Listening to the audiobook of um, Conversations with God, there's a male narrative and a female narrative, as if speaking, you know, God. And it just like so many things. It was like that inner knowing. I already knew. Yeah. You know, and there's things that I questioned all along growing up that I got the answers to just from listening to the book and reading it. I was like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, it's a, it really is a brilliant, um, brilliant book. It is. And I like how they're going back and forth. Well, how do I know this is really you? Well, how do you know? You know, and it's just, it's an interesting conversation. And then I'm like. Yeah, and oh. see, that brings up the, the question of doubt. Because as soon as you go into doubt, you don't know. Yeah. But the dialogue, this took several yeah. years for him to, because he started out on a legal pad just by being frustrated. And then he's like, do you really want to know the truth? Or are you going to sit there and bet? Yeah. Are you going to take responsibility for your own life? Are you going to walk into your power? Or are you going to continue to be a victim? Yeah. It's uh, easy it's, choice. Easy choice. But a lot of people really believe that they can't make that choice. And as you believe, it is delivered to you. Yep. 
and I like uh, Dr. Dwayne Dreyer also says, you are the spike. You are truly divine beings. You could be either a host to God or a hostage to your ego. It's your call. Well, I don't think ego is bad. I think ego gives us power if it is directed through love. Explain. Share that in your perspective. Well, I'm curious. You know, I think, look at Mother Teresa. She is powerful love. She creates powerfully through love. So for those of you that are afraid of your power, if you direct it through love or divine love, you cannot misuse it. It's not possible. Well, See, and most people think power is force. There's a great book called Power Versus Force. Um, and the other book that I don't think I actually remembered to mention was Mind to Matter by Dawson Church, which brings um, the spirituality and the brain science together. Wow. And so, but here's the, would you agree that a lot of people look outside for love? Almost, almost and everybody. Instead of it's in us already, we well, are. Yeah. If you don't love yourself first, oh, how many of us were taught that? <laughs> love yourself first. My God, that was blasphemous. That was egotistical. Well, if you don't experience love and compassion for yourself, how do you think you're going to truly experience for other energy? Absolutely. You know, and we want to give, who do we want to give everything to the people we love? And we're always at the end of that list. Mm -hmm. No, spend some time really having compassion for yourself and acknowledging how awesome you are I and 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 then watch the world start reacting to you in a more positive way and that's what confused me the most growing up as a child because i was brought up in the baptist religion and oh. it was like oh jesus said love one another the only commandment was love one another so i question i'm like well uh, how can i like how can anybody love one another if they don't even know what love is themselves exactly. don't you have to love yourself first yep before you can love somebody else i think we got to ask backwards <laughs> my mother used to say that all the time yeah. well uh, again, you know, some of the good book is man-written. Some of it is God-written. I I agree. And there's some plagiarism and copyrighted stuff in that book. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, if you want to go into the, the history, uh, you know, religions and religions and religions and religions that uh, existed before the Bible was ever written are saying a lot of the same things. 
Yeah, and it the uh, history. You know, back it. to ET. That that's why the film is so powerful, is because it reminds us of what we know is the truth. If you keep your heart open, you get home to you. You get home to who you really are and what's important and what you want to create. But you close your heart with anger or unforgiveness or fear. You can't get there, guys. We heard it in in The Wizard of Oz. You had the power all along, Dorothy. You have to make the choice. That's why you were given free will. And in uh, Peter Pan, think happy thoughts and you fly. We've been told it and told it and told it and told it and and we don't listen. No. And it, you know what's funny? We're told it in movies. We're told it through, you know, other books. But it's funny how religion says total opposite. But the, the clues of if you pay attention and tune in and hear those, I like to call them keywords. Yeah. Uh, it does. You start questioning. That's what I did. I started questioning, asking the questions and question everything. That's what brought my spiritual journey to my well, Yeah. It just never made any sense to me. Even when I was a kid sitting in church, the first thing I was taught is God is love. So why am I supposed to be afraid of him? I don't get it. <laughs> Same here. I thought the same thing. I'm like, why am it's I? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because I thought the same damn thing. I'm like, well, he's love. Well, kids know. <laughs> kids know, and then they're taught incorrectly because we've been taught incorrectly because our parents have been taught incorrectly, and it's just sins of the fathers. What's well, a generation of limited beliefs and mental programming? Which is sins of the fathers. <laughs> Passed down generation, you know. Uh -huh. So wh whatever life has handed you, whatever crap you've gone through in your life. Look, my dad was a severe alcoholic, committed suicide when I was a junior. My husband died of a heart attack in his 50s. My younger brother killed himself two years ago. I know tragedy. It was my choice what to do with that tragedy. Am I going to keep telling the story of, oh, I'm Dee Wallace and you know what's happened to me? Or am I going to go, you know, I'm Dee Wallace and I get to choose who I am now, and I'm choosing happy, and I'm choosing joyful, and I'm choosing powerful, and that's who I am. Well, growing up, you were my superhero. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. You know, I thought you were one badass bitch. I Not was. I was a badass bitch, baby. <laughs> And I loved it. I, I just so loved you growing up. It's just, and you know what? You made one of my dreams come true because I always wanted to meet my superhero. And here I am with you today. Well, I am thrilled to be here with you and to complete that dream. 
you have. And, you know, <laughs> speaking of these, you know, your life, and I know you've been through tragedies. We all have. It's just an experience. Yeah, we all have. That's life in the physical plane. Absolutely. But I'm, I know you, you're talking about spiritual stuff. So how does doing horror films and then, and you understand about past lives and reincarnation. How does that, like, I don't get it. <laughs> Why? Well, it's I'm, like I'm I'm giving people an opportunity to handle their fear in a safe place. That's a I didn't think of it. Look, before. you can you can research. There's all kinds of studies about young kids who ask to go back to the scary parts of all the Disney movies because. They're learning to handle their fear while mommy and daddy are sitting watching a movie with them. Well, we're learning. Look, is there a horror film that you've seen that is any more horrifying than what we're living through right now? Mm, good. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather be on a ranch with Cujo than have COVID. Thank you very much. <laughs> Well, I'm not kidding. I don't we are literally creating our own horror film. And I can tell you that the energetic meaning or cause behind COVID, according to my channel, is the fear that we have no choice. Wow. You know so, what? You're not the only one that I know. Another uh, someone that I know that channels said the same thing yeah they probably heard me i said it like when it before it ever really came out and let me tell you what do you see going on in our world you're taking away my choice i don't have my choice well you do you have a choice to choose for the greater good of all mankind you have that choice. Mm, good. I'm glad you said that. Thank well, you. Well, some of you know, guys, this is getting ridiculous. When I asked my channel, somebody called into my show on Sunday morning and they wanted to know what the channel had to say about the vaccines. And when I asked, this is exactly what the channel said. The channel said, you created this horrific disease by not knowing that you were at choice in your own lives. Then you asked for a miracle to help you. We sent you a miracle and now you doubt it. Whoa. Well, so you have a choice. Do you want to doubt the miracle or do you want to accept the miracle? Wow. I think it's so funny. One of the conventions I did, I had this guy come up to me and he wanted to do a selfie with me. And I said, sir, are you vaccinated? I'm not doing selfies with any. I'm not vaccinated. I'm never going to get vaccinated. I 
was very calm and I said, well, I could you share with me? I'd like to understand why. Well, you know, my church doesn't believe it. We don't put anything foreign in our bodies. Oh, the guy was standing in front of me covered in tattoos. Wow. So, you know. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but other than make the choice for the betterment of all mankind. That's what you are being asked to do right now. And then that gives you the choice that you think is being taken away from you. Wow. I, I, now you said you have a show on Sunday mornings. Is it a, is it a podcast show? Uh, I have a call in radio show where anybody can call in and ask anything of the channel that they want. Wow. I want to put it in the description. So if somebody wants to, the audience wants to call it's in. A very positive, truthful, sometimes hard truthful show, but we have so much fun and you want to move into your power. Come call in. Listen, you can listen to him to see if you want to call in. It's all over iTunes and iHeartRadio. It's you What's can the name it of it? Conscious Creation, the name of my first book. And that's the show. You could go on iTunes and look up Conscious Creation with D. Wallace. Yep. All right. And uh, if you want to call in, go to my website, IamDWallace.com, and it will show you on the homepage how to connect with the show. I'll, I'm, I'm making sure it gets on the description of the show because I didn't know, you know, if you had anything, you know, for others to, but I, I am like all excited and so happy for you that you have that going on. I just did my 500th show. Wow. That is, I'm so like, (laughs) it's, you're, you're truly an amazing being. And I, what did you, like, I, I wanted to ask about, you know, the, how did you discover about past lives? You know, when did you, well, you know, when you, when you channel, uh, you, they teach you and information comes in and then you decipher it and then you understand it and then you understand it in a greater way. And then you understand it in an even greater way. And from what I understand, that's, that goes on forever. The expansion of the understanding of how energy works in the creation process just goes on and on and on and on forever. And wouldn't you agree like to me from understanding, you know, about past lives, because, you know, the spirit, the subconscious remembers. And then because there's certain things that I just innately or instinctly like an inner knowing of how to do it. Yeah. Well, 
Look, guys, how can a five-year-old play a violin virtuoso? That's got to be past lives. Yes. You know? I find it fascinating when I meet people like that that are young and whatnot. I'm like, ooh, he's done this before. He's We've all this. been around so many times. You know, we've been everything. We've been the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, yes. And the black you and know? the white and the yellow. And who do you want to be now? Then we've that's, done it all. <laughs> that's the important question is who do you want to be now? And that's what my show is about is, you know, understanding about the limited beliefs, the mental programming, even the emotional, energetic traumas. Once you understand those aspects, then you, you awaken and there's like a sense of freedom and then you can become the best version of yourself. Yeah. And live your best life now. That's your, that's your right. And actually that's your destiny. There isn't a written destiny except to move into the love and power of who you are. I like that prospect. <laughs> yeah, me too. I just, I love my life. I love doing this. I love having interviews with wonderful and amazing beings like yourself and this, this is what I felt like. This is what I'm supposed to do. So good thing you followed that, huh? Yeah, it took me until I was 40 to realize that. <laughs> hey, some people, it takes 40 lifetimes to realize it. Oh, my God. I don't want to go through that. I'm thankful that I realized. Hey, and even going back in time, because there's like, I have like a photo. I want to say like a photogenic memory. When I had that aha moment, when I started this, it was like my spirit took me back to the 80s when the Oprah Winfrey show came out. And I just happened to remember, I seen it like a movie screen. I saw myself stop, pause, looked at her. I'm like, oh, I want to do what she she's doing. And then I just left. And I it just like went in the back burner, I guess. Yes, but you see, you asked. As soon as you said that, you asked. And that's what asking is, is you say, I want to do what she's doing. Or I'm going to do what she's yeah. doing. Yeah. And it's You just know, if you read time. Einstein, Einstein said all his greatest breakthroughs came through his imagination. Wow. So did Tesla. Yeah. They were brilliant. And what he's saying really is, I open up my channel <laughs> and just let myself play out there. And are you familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza? Greg oh, Braden? God, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Dr. Bruce Lipton? Yeah, I just taught a whole workshop around their, their stuff. Oh, wow. You do workshops too? Oh, yeah. I do it all. I go speak and then I go do a movie. And right now I'm getting ready to go do a Christmas movie. <gasps> oh, I love the Hallmark. Uh, I can't say yet because nothing's signed. <laughs> oh, man. But well, who, does, who does the most Christmas movies? Oh, okay. Thank you. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, let me know when you, you know, know for sure and when it's going to come out because I would be the first one to watch it. Okay. Will do. And do you have an upcoming workshop planned or? No, I just finished a, a weekend workshop here at my house. Oh, wow. I love the background, by the way. The what? Your background. Oh, thanks. I love the colors. It looks like like a natural forest. Yeah. Yeah. And fall's my favorite season. So reminded me of of fall. Kansas City fall, you know. Oh, wow. And mine is like, I love the ocean. I'm a Florida girl. So I love, I got to be by the water, yeah. for some reason, the water, but I'm a Virgo, earth, you know, earth sign, but I just, I well, love. Earth, earth can be by the water. <laughs> what? Earth can be by the water. Uh-huh. I just, it's like my balance. I got to yeah. be with nature, but I also got to be right by the water. Yeah, I get that. So I love it. Well, D, it was truly an honor and a pleasure. And I'm like so grateful to this experience in this moment with you. You are truly, will always be my superhero. Thank you. Thank you. you. Oh, thank you for having me and much love to you and to all your listeners and viewers. And just guys, go love yourself and celebrate yourself and be happy. That's, that's really what we're here to do. And it spreads when you, when you spread joy. Like wildfire. Yes. You know, that's why I smile all the time. You know, give somebody a smile because you know, in that, just send that love vibration, the good vibes, good energy out. You bet. You bet. Thank you so much. It's been such a joy being with you. It was sure a stimulating conversation, wasn't it? (laughs) Yes, it was. (laughs) I loved it. And I love talking about this stuff. And I'm so glad to know that my superhero is on the same page as me. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I hope I get to talk to you again and have you again on my show. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there you go. What an inspiration, a dream come true with my superhero and I hope and my intentions was this interview is going to help you. So stay tuned because you never know who I'm going to get on this show with Wake Up With KC. Do you agree that, you know, it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility, even for our ancestors that did not know any better? I've been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation. (laughs) 